Welcome to the Rap Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place. Here to challenge you to think out of the box, your hosts, Felipe Mejia and Diego Corzo. Diego, what's up, man? So today we have a really cool guest. Uh, it's actually your brother, it's your little brother, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and he just crossed like a million dollars in net profit in his business. Can you explain what? Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. He finally, so in the last five months, uh, they were they were able to close the million dollar mark, uh, made uh, close to $400,000 in the month of May. and. Dude, freaking crazy. And what he's been able to do uh, for like for just being 25 years old, everything he's been able to accomplish, hire, like grow, grow his business, hire over like 17 employees and AVAs, uh, just so much. And uh, yeah, I'm just really excited and proud uh, to be able to have my little brother on the podcast. Yeah, it's exciting because he's only 25. He's very mature for his age and he talks like he's been in the game for 20, 30 years, but he's really only been in the game less than a decade. So it's really interesting to hear his perspective and how he's blown past so many wholesalers. And he talks about the five pillars that has made him very successful. So if you stick around for the whole thing, you're going to hear the five pillars that Gonzalo says makes him a million dollars in net profit by six months into the year. But no more banter. Let's get right into it. Diego, Gonzalo, the dream team, the brothers, the, you, it's interesting because so I'm really excited about this podcast and I'm going to tell you why. So Diego's a realtor and like Gonzalo is everything Diego's not in the professional world, right? So thanks both you guys for uh, <laughs> for coming on here tonight. Uh, Diego, my co-host here at Rat Race to Five podcast, super excited to have your brother, dude. Uh, do you want to introduce him? You want to talk about him? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Well, to my other bro, I am very excited because this is actually the first time that my brother and I have been on a podcast like this sharing well he's gonna be sharing his story but i'm very excited because his story is very inspiring and uh of course there is a five-year difference i think gonzalo right of us uh but uh seeing his journey seeing him excel uh from the moment that he got turned on to like the books the personal development and all that stuff seeing him take action has been super inspiring for me and uh, I'm just excited to see, to hear his story. So we can get started. Let's do it. So Gonzalo, what do you do? Who are you? Uh, you're super under the radar on social media, so I'm so glad that I know you. But give us a story. Who are you? Who is Gonzalo? What do you do? Yes, yeah, so um, I'm Diego's little bro. <laughs> Simple <laughs> as that. Simple How old easy. are you, Gonzalo? I am 25 years old. Um, I live in Jacksonville, Florida. And I basically wholesale real estate. Um, so I find off-market properties and I middleman those deals to other investors. Um, so I've built a team now. Um, you know, we're, we're one of the largest, if not the largest here in Jacksonville. Um, last month we did 34 deals. Um, so we're, we're very, very active, very active in wholesaling. Yeah. How old were you when you got started? I was 19. You were 19 years old. And let's fast forward, last month you did how much in, like, 
in gross sales? We did 372,000. 372,000. And so far for the year, how much how much profit have you guys made so far for, for your team? For the year, we're at a million sixty thousand. A million sixty thousand. That is freaking awesome for being able to to uh, to be twenty five years old and creating a company like that, especially being six 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 years in, of course, but at such a young age. That is just freaking awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. A lot of a lot of hard work. So, so now that we know the numbers, let's backtrack so that we can bring it down kind of to earth. So that like you know regular investors that want to want to are interested in wholesaling uh, can kind of see how it all started. Because I'm assuming you didn't start making millions of dollars, right? So, can you take us back to the beginning and how this all started for you at such a young age? Yeah. So it all started when I was in college, and um, my older brother. Diego was like getting into real estate. He got his real estate license. Um, he was buying properties with my dad. He had just bought like a, a rental property with my dad. And, you know, my, my family's in the restaurant business. So I never wanted to be in the restaurant industry. And then my brother and my dad started buying properties. My brother got his real estate license. So I was like, I'm never going to be in real estate either. This is the next family business. Um, and Diego basically offered to, to pay for a, for me to go to an event. Um, so I was like, Hey, sure. Why not? Right. It was a free weekend with my brother. Me and my brother have always been super close. And at the time he was in college, um, or had just graduated college. So, you know, when he moved, and went to college and then moved away from after college, you know, I had, didn't really see him that much. So I was like, Hey, free weekend with my brother, let's do it. And at that event, um, you know, just my whole life changed. I was just exposed to passive income and active income and wealth and how attainable success is if you're learning from successful people. And, you know, at that event, I met David Green, David Osborne, Hal Elrod was the keynote speaker. And it just two weeks after that event, I dropped out of college, basically. Um, I just got the bug, right? I just got the bug and I was reading all these books. I was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Richest Man in Babylon, you know, how to win friends and influence people. And I had learned more in like two weeks after that event like for me personally than i have in my entire life you know and i was just like man i i need to go all in so i started going to uh, events right real estate events and because of my brother's connections i was able to attend high level um, mastermind events where i was a volunteer at right so Diego knew about these high level events and they always need helping hands. So Diego was just like, dude, you're going to go to, to this event and you're going to volunteer and you're just going to do whatever they tell you. You're going to just, you know, if they need you to run to the store and pick up Advil. You're going to run to the store and pick up Advil. If they need you to drive somebody to the airport, you drive somebody to the airport. And so I wanted to go, but, um, that week was like my my exam my final exams in, in my second year in college so i was about to get my aa degree and i 
had the decision to either go to, I remember this is like literally two weeks right after I went to the first event ever. And before that, I was just like, I'm never going to be in real estate. I'm just going to have a free weekend with my bro. And I was just like, screw it. I'm going to miss my exams. Only one, one teacher let me take it afterwards. Everybody else just, you know, I just failed. Um, and then at that event, I met um, a ton of successful individuals that I asked them to let me shadow them for a day, right? Because I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. And that was the first time that I realized I know nothing about money or success or drive or whatever, right? I just, I needed to find out what was out there really. And I just started shadowing these successful individuals, you know, some own title companies, some were realtors, some were fixing flippers. Um, and I did this all over the country, right? And I would pay on my own dime, on my own time. And I got to shadow a lot of successful people. And one of the guys that I got to shadow was in St. Augustine, and he knew a little bit about wholesaling. And I wanted to get into wholesaling because my goal was to sell my brother and my dad a property. And I just wanted to make 10 grand off of my, my brother and my dad. That was like my biggest goal. And uh, I started working for this guy. You know, I told him, hey, I'm, I'm going to drop out of school and just tell me what to do and I will work for you for free, right? And my goal was to work to learn before I work to earn. And that was my path. He luckily said, sure, let's do it, right? And the reason he said yes is just he just saw my drive, right? I was just fearless. I wasn't scared to get on the phone. I wasn't scared to go door knock. I just knew that I didn't know anything. And the only way I was going to learn was just by taking action. Um, and that's kind of what got me into the game, right? I just started shadowing this guy doing everything that I could for his business. He was a successful real estate broker. I was kind of uh, heading up the wholesale investment thing. And then that just kind of took off for like two years. And I started doing a ton of deals with him. And I basically managed the team in Jacksonville. And then I broke off on my own, started Cash Geeks. Um, and that's basically my, my journey in, in a nutshell. Yeah. And, and Gonzalo, really quick, right now you with with your company um you have how many how many employees and how many vas i have 17 in-house employees and eight virtual assistants eight virtual assistants so and that was that's been since you created this company how many years has that been um this may was four years four years Cool, cool. Now, one thing that I do want to do is I want to take it back just because there, there, there are a couple of things that my brother shared, right? But that is super important because when he had the choice to leave, like to go to that event to basically volunteer for five days, work for free, or take his finals at college, it's a choice that that when I told my brother, I was like, Gonzalo, this is probably, this is an opportunity of a lifetime that you're probably not gonna, I cannot give that to you again because I don't know if when's the next time that they're gonna do an event two hours from here, right, in Florida. Um, but I told him, you can always go back to college. You can always retake these classes. 
So he said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to that event. The next call that I got was from my mom. And she was telling me, what are you telling Gonzalo? Why you're telling him to quit college or to not take his finals and this and that. But I told my mom, I was like, look, trust me, this is gonna be a great opportunity. And my brother just trusted that. But then my parents also had to trust me and trust my brother that this would be a good opportunity. Um, and then it just went from there, right? But he also had the guts to tell the people, hey, let me shadow you, let me work for free. One thing that Osborne always says is like, you should only work for two things, equity or knowledge. And that is Gonzalo, as you work to learn, I feel like that's something that you definitely took into account. And the other thing too, Gonzalo, is that you work for free Monday through Friday in Jacksonville or in St. Augustine, and then you would drive back to Sarasota, work at the restaurant Friday night or like Saturday, Sunday, and then go back to St. Augustine uh, because you were not getting paid for like six months or however long it was. So it's sort of like that sacrifice, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I didn't get paid. I, I refused to get paid, honestly, in the beginning um, because mm-hmm. I didn't want a position or a job in the business, right? I knew yeah. that if, if I started to get paid, um, I, I had to earn that pay, right? Um, and I couldn't just do things that didn't really require pay kind of like diego said like there's i don't want to sometimes you know in the beginning i didn't want to be making phone calls i wanted to be out at lunch with my mentor and listening to his conversation with his business partner right and if i had a job under his business i I wouldn't have had that opportunity right Mm because my role is to produce whatever so um yeah diego's 100 percent right i would work at my parents restaurant every weekend i did that for like a year and a half <clears throat> and it was a three-hour drive every single weekend so fridays after work i drive to bradenton saturday and sunday work on the weekends and then sunday night leave late after work all day i'd make like you know 100 well i'd make like two to 250 bucks a week in tips um, sometimes more depending on the season. And that was how I just paid my bills. And luckily, you know, he, he, uh, my mentor, um, Pete owned a duplex and, uh, one side was unoccupied. Like it was just like a furnished unoccupied, uh, side. So he let me stay in one side and, uh, it was fun, man. It was fun. You know, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, but yeah, like, I put myself in situations where I did not, and you know, keep in mind, I, I had the opportunity. So I took advantage of that, right? Not a lot of people have the opportunity of making living off of, you know, 500 to a thousand bucks a month, right? Um, I, I know that I was blessed to have that opportunity and I had to take advantage of it. I couldn't, um, I couldn't try to immediately jumpstart into wholesaling or started to do deals, I knew that I had to take a step back because I could, right? Because I was 18, I was 19. So I was like, you know, the next two years of my life need to be my college. You know, I haven't finished college yet. Um, I'm still learning and I'm still figuring out. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I've learned stuff, man, from people that stick with me till this day. You know, people that aren't in wholesaling and, you know, that I shadowed six years ago, <clears throat> 
Um, and I still remember all those lessons that they taught me. Yeah. So out of, out of curiosity, Gonzalo, if, if someone's listening to this and they're like, holy crap, like Gonzalo had that one opportunity and he like took action. Some people are saying, oh, well, I'll never have that opportunity or I, that could never happen to me. What actionable steps would you consider or would you tell someone that wants to be a wholesaler and, 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 a, and a big one at that? Would you give them to say, hey, uh, these are some of the steps that you can take to start wholesaling in the next six to nine months? Um, are you are you talking about like finding a, a mentor and stuff like that or? I don't know. What would you say? I walk into your office and I'm like, hey, Gonzalo, dude. I am hungry. I want to start wholesaling late. Can you help me out? Give me a plan. What do I do? Yeah. So, so number one, I mean, you, you need to know your stuff, right? There's so much free information right now. Like the reason why my mentor took me in was because I knew everything about wholesaling. Like I stayed up day and night all day researching the new programs, the different scripts, the different things to do. Um, and I was an action taker, right? So I didn't wait for him to point me in the direction of doing something, I would just figure it out and, and mess up, right? So if somebody's coming to my office um, and they ask me that, I just ask them like, what, what do you know about wholesaling, right? What, what do you know about pulling lists or getting leads or marketing, right? And, and if they say, I don't know anything, I just wanna get into wholesaling, then you know, I, I can't really help out with that um, because there's so much free information online um, and podcasts like these, right, that you can just learn so much information online. Um, so when you go to somebody and ask them for help and ask them for an opportunity, we're going to sense, is this person worth my time or not, right? Because, dude, today somebody was at my office today, right? Um and the reason, you know, I invited them to come into, into the office because I did a training um, like, like a weekend ago to a local uh, real estate uh, event. And I taught a bunch of people and one person was just emailing me. Right. And I say, and, you know, when I am talking or doing events, I'm just like, hey, guys, here's my email. Reach out to me. Nobody ever does. Right. Nobody ever does. And the few that do, he was just going back and forth on questions. And I would tell him, you know, do this. And then an hour later, he would email back like, hey, I did this, I did this, I did this. And now I can't figure this part out. And I'm like, you know what, dude, just come to the office for like an hour and I'll just walk you through all of it. But I was, I was willing to do that because every single time I replied back to his email, he immediately took action and then got stuck in something else and then emailed me back for, for help, right? And at that point, it was just like, all right, I'm spending way too much time just emailing this dude back and forth just come to the office. I'll knock it out in like half an hour. Right. Um, and the reason we do that or give back to people like that is because they're taking action. You know, I, I don't have time to, or anybody that has that somebody that you want to learn from, they don't have time to teach you the ABCs of whatever you want to get into. You need to come in knowing that. Right. Um, and so that's my biggest advice that I would give to anybody that's looking for that opportunity or looking for that mentor or, or wants to be, you, you have to have the right mindset so that you can get the right opportunity. Because if you don't have the right mindset and you're given the opportunity, you're not going to, you're not going to even see that it's the opportunity that you need, right? You're not going to be ready for it. 
I like that. You're not even going to see the opportunity if you are not prepared. That's really good. Now, that makes a lot of sense. So if somebody got the opportunity, they're ready to go, they're working on wholesaling, what's the difference between the wholesalers that are doing one or two deals a month, like myself, since we've talked, and then the people that are doing hundreds of thousand dollars a month? Like, what is What would you say is the big difference there? And, and Gonzalo, really quick, just for the audience, if they don't know about wholesaling, in a minute, explain what wholesaling is, too. Okay, perfect. So wholesaling is the the business concept of any business, right? You buy low and then you sell high, except in real estate, we just do that with houses, right? With investment properties. And the beauty about real estate is since it's such a big purchase, right? You get an inspection period. And most purchases, you can't do that. If you want to do a shoe, if you want to start a shoe company, if you want to start a T selling TVs, if you want to start whatever most, and now there's, you know, with different technologies or whatever, you know, and drop shipping and stuff like that. That's we're basically like drop shipping houses in a way, right? Um, you put something under contract, you put a property under contract, and in that contract, you have a inspection period, and inside of that inspection period, you find another buyer who's going to pay more for that property than what you have it under contract for. So I put a property under contract for fifty thousand. Find a cash buyer who's willing to pay sixty-five thousand. I take it to closing, and I get fifteen thousand dollars at closing. And there's usually and there's usually enough money for that investor to later do a flip or keep it as a rental, do a burr or something like that, right? Correct. Yeah, your challenge as a wholesaler is to get the deal cheap enough so that you can make money, and sell the deal cheap enough so that your investor makes money as well. Yeah, because that's our client, right? As a wholesaler, your client is very rarely a retail buyer. Um, FHA, you know, you can't even mess with FHA conventional retail buyers. Um, so they're cash investors and they're buying opportunities. That's what we present. We present opportunities and that's what they're buying. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Now to go back to Felipe's question, Felipe, was your, your question was what takes the... Re yeah, repeat yeah, well, your question, please. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So great explanation, Gonzalo, on, on wholesaling. Um, so what makes the difference between a wholesaler who does one or two deals a month, right? Quick 10K, it's not a bad month. Hell, anybody would appreciate that. To go to that next, to go to that next level, right? And, and then additionally, if you don't mind telling us, what is the average wholesale price that people make, I guess you could say, but definitely what separates those who do one or two deals to those that really scale a business. Cool. So people typically are making depend, it varies in your market, but I would say around 10 grand is a typical wholesale fee. Um, my average this year is, uh, 11,000, um, per deal. Um, so the difference is number one is full-time or part-time. Right. Most people doing a couple of deals a month versus people that are um, doing a ton of deals a month is they're probably not living and breathing wholesaling every day, all day. Right. They either have a full time job um, and then they're trying to do wholesaling on the side on the weekends and stuff like that. Right. So that realistically is going to turn your business upside down. If you're putting eight hours to eight to ten hours a day for six days a week in wholesaling and 
compared to somebody who's putting in three hours a day, you're like you're 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 running laps around these people, right? Because they're they're just putting in three hours a day, you know, twenty to twenty five hours a week. People are putting in forty to sixty hours a week in wholesaling. So that right there, um, you're you're destined to do more deals, right? And then number two is reinvesting in your business. Most people that are doing hundreds of thousands of dollars a month or even six figures a month are spending more money in their business than the people that are doing one to two deals a month. Um, and, when, so, and when you say that, Gonzalo, too, you mean like creating systems and all of that stuff? Or what do you mean by reinvesting I, mainly, in mainly marketing. Mainly marketing, right? Everybody wants to start off as lean as possible. And I totally um, agree with that. But once you have some success, and, and it just depends on what you want to do, right? For some people, they want wholesaling to be an avenue of income and an avenue of things that they do with their with their real estate career, and that's okay, right? But if you want to go all in in wholesaling, and that's your one avenue that you want to do, then you need to spend money in marketing, heavier than people who are doing one deal a month two deals a month, right? Most people that are not doing multiple, multiple, you know, five to 10 deals a month or more is because they're not reinvesting into, into the, the marketing side of their business. They're trying to close deals from the same leads that, from the same batch that they close that one to two deals with, right? And they're trying to cycle through those leads or, you know, they want to spend as little as possible marketing and that's okay, right? Whatever works for you, is is what work is what will continue to work for you um but you know we we're spending 30 30 grand a month 30 to 40 grand a month in marketing right so yeah good yeah i like that so the difference between those that do one or two deals and those that are doing hundreds of thousands of dollars is comes down to sounds like marketing and are you doing this full time are you all in on on wholesaling Correct. Correct. At what point did you say, I'm going to do this all in, I'm not going for the one or two deals anymore. And what did that mind mindset shift look like? Mm, that's a good question. So my career is a little bit odd, right? I, I was working for, and this is something else that I was going to bring up, like, yo, go work for a wholesale company like find a wholesale company, work for them for like two years. You might never leave. You might just love it and just, you know, continue working there. Um, but that's also how you freaking learn. Like that's how I got in the game, right? Because um, through my mentor, I, I got connected to a wholesaler out of Atlanta and I basically ran their Jacksonville department. And through that, I got exposed to a lot of deals and I was working for a wholesale business basically. And, you know, I was commission based, but um, I was essentially, you know, just a commission based employee in a way um, selling, selling wholesale properties for them. And so because of that exposure that I had, um, every, everybody's like, everybody wants to get into wholesaling because they think it's a good avenue to make a little bit of money so that I can one day get into my fix and flip business, right? That's like the typical path, right? I wholesale, then I start flipping, making the bigger amounts of money, 
And then from flipping, then I can start buying rentals and I have my passive income. So I, because I was working for a wholesale business, I got exposed to seeing what a team of wholesalers can do and the amount of money and the amount of revenue that a team of wholesalers can, can do, right? And, and I did flips, right? And I, and I did flips and I did not like it. Um, wholesaling is, it, it's a sales game, you know, and I didn't realize I loved sales as much as, as I do, right? I didn't realize how much I love a call center environment and just closing deals over the phone and just, you know, like that thrill of like, you know, I just put a freaking property under contract that I've never seen and I'm about to make 30 grand on this thing, right? And then immediately we're selling it that same day to another buyer and you just lock up 30 grand just like holy what just happened like that is awesome right um to me i just i don't get the thrill of walking through a property and oh i want to put the kitchen in here and you know we're going to tear down this wall and like i don't even want to walk the property right like my my um thrill and my passion didn't come from taking an ugly property and making it into this beautiful thing. Um, that's just not what I wanted. Um, so I was able to see wholesaling done at scale. So I knew it was attainable. I knew it was attainable. I knew, I knew somebody can wholesale five to 10 deals a month because I was a part of it. Right. And as I was doing it, I was just like, man, but you know, we just made, you know, and back, this was 2015, 2016. So like wholesale deals, we weren't making 30 deals or 30 grand a deal. You know, I mean, back back then, especially in Jacksonville, because your wholesale deals, believe it or not, correlate to the price point of your properties, right? It's very hard to make 50 grand on a $50,000 property, right? Um, you're not going to get a $30,000 fee on a $30,000 piece of crap in the hood of Jacksonville, right? Um, you start doing an $800,000 property, you're more likely to make 50 grand on that deal, right? Than on a $150,000 property. So, um, back then the prices were way lower. Like the average price point of the houses in Jacksonville was like 170 grand. It's just, it's gone up tremendously. But, um, I, I saw that we were doing, you know, five deals and hey this is making you know 15 20 30 grand a month um 40 grand a month this team and i was like man like i i can put i can put a deal together right now because my job was disposition i was selling the properties and so that buyer's list is powerful man um and i didn't realize it until i had a buyer that was forcing me to find properties because they needed to deploy a certain amount of, of money in a certain amount of time. And I didn't have the inventory through my company. And that was a breakthrough moment for me because the first thing that I did was I went to another wholesaler because he had a property that he was trying to sell and it just fit my buyer's numbers. And I was like, yo, I will add two grand onto your deal and I'll sell it to my guys. And he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So I made two grand on that deal and I had never found the seller or anything. And that opened me up to like, 
okay, I have this buyer. Let me start looking for more deals. So I was like selling Fizbo's for sale by owner on, on Zillow. Um, my wife is a realtor. So we were looking for deals on the MLS and it just opened up my, I guess my horizons on like, dude, this is something, right? Most people, most people are like, um, getting into wholesaling, you're, you're chasing the deal, you're chasing the deal. And that is obviously what you need to do and you need to get started. But once you have a great buyer's list, you can really leverage that. Um, and having, well, let's talk about that. What, explain what a buyer's list is. How does somebody grow that? So let's say, okay, I saw, I'm basically creating a story here, right? So I came into your office. You told me, I told you, Hey, what do I need to do to get started in wholesaling? You started telling me, I started taking action on those steps got my first property under contract because I used PropStream like you told me to. And I cold called, you know, 500 people in the first day and I got one a property under contract. How do I get a good buyer's list? How does that work? Yeah, so at that point, I would just immediately post that thing on Facebook. Post it in Facebook groups and post it in the Facebook marketplace. That's the best ROI for your time because posting a deal takes 30 seconds. And the fact that you will get five to 10 buyers contact you and then you post in another group and you post in another group and then you post in the Facebook marketplace. Um, that is immediately what I would recommend. And you can do that literally in like, I mean, half an hour, right? It's just, it's insane. And we, we will, and we continue to sell properties through Facebook groups and Facebook posts um, and then networking, right? So go, go to local meetups, um, go to local RIAs, Go to meetup.com, look at what's in your area and attend everything and anything that there is about real estate. Um, get to know people there. Uh, and then I would call realtors, right? When you're looking at comparables in your area, um, you can look at the realtors that sold those properties and call those realtors. Um, realtors love off-market off properties and they love um, when they don't have to compete with other people, right? Um, so once they hear it's off market, they're like, oh, this is awesome. Right. And then, um, they're adding more value than any other realtor would be to their investor because they're connected with an off market source of properties and, um, realtors have connections. If, if, if a buyer buys through realtors, they're typically not buying without their realtor. Right. So what that means is as a wholesaler, there are some buyers that I would never have access to, and I will never have access to. I just go through the realtor that has access to that buyer, and I just pay them commission on the deal. Um, there's a lot of buyers that, you know, they're out of state or they're not in that local market, and they part of their team. You know, everybody talks about building your team in real estate. You need your property manager. You need your realtor. You need this. You need that. Having a solid realtor. For some people that especially the the ones that are not local is very important and they're the boots on the ground they're the people that are looking at the comps and looking at the pictures and helping those buyers make the decisions so you know we have a vip cash buyers list but we also have a vip realtor list you know we call them just as much as we call our our cash buyers um so That's what i was answer. getting at is because i've done that for years I've built up a massive buyer's list and because of the amount of volume that we do, we're able to build relationships with big buyers. And, you know, the reason I'm still up right now, I literally just got home like 
20 minutes before we started on this call because I was at dinner with one of the biggest investors in Jacksonville, right? And he's just, we're just talking about doing more deals together, right? And he, they can't do those dinners with other wholesalers because they don't give them the volume that I give them. Um, and so now what I'm doing to leverage that is I'm partnering up with other wholesalers. And I think like 12 deals last month were other wholesalers deals. And we have access to buyers that they don't have access to because we've just been doing this for years, for years, for years. And we have access to realtors that they would never contact. Right. Um, and not saying that they can't, they just, they haven't been exposed to it. Um, they don't have the deal volume, deal volume, you know, action creates traction, right? So if you do a hundred deals a year, you will make way more connections than if you do 10 deals a year, right? The people that you become connected to and the people that you start meeting um, and you, in the rooms that you get access to is because I'm doing a hundred deals a year. It's not because I'm doing anything special. It's just, once you start doing volume, you start to get invited to different things. You start to, you know what I mean? And that will create access to people that normal wholesalers just wouldn't have, unfortunately, right? Um, and now that I'm realizing that, I'm just like, hey, I'll give you access to these people. Let's just work together. And, um, you know, that's kind of what we're doing with you guys and, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, leveraging my buyers list is, is the next what's going to take us to the three mil this year. So it sounds like, uh, you said, so like, again, I'm painting a picture for our audience here. So it's investing or it's learning first, the lingo, learning what wholesaling is, just being, being a bit, then taking action. Once you take action, you need to reinvest that action or which in turn becomes money into um advertising right so invest in yourself invest in your company don't just take the profits out uh and then it sounds like the next step is to start creating a buyer's list and then it sounds like the next step after that is relationships uh it sounds like relationships is very important in what you're doing by networking with other individuals and then creating a chain to bring other wholesalers into that they're getting you more sales as well even if you're doing half the deal you're still jving it with someone else so it sounds like those are, as I'm listening to you talk, it sounds like those are the main four or five things that has really helped you scale. Is there something that I'm missing there that you think? No, yeah, I'm happy you brought relationships because that is a game changer. You know, there's been, I mean, dozens and dozens of deals where, you know, another wholesaler brings us the seller and then we sell it through a realtor. So we didn't even have the seller or the buyer and we just make money in the middle um, because of our relationships. And the connections that we have um so yeah it's huge so what is <clears throat> what does it look like going forward for you now okay so you got the relationships what's like the next step aside from just money because it sounds like you know how to print money <laughs> right but what's the next step in your business mm, so two things the next step in my business is um creating leadership and putting people in charge to to make decisions that I'm making on a daily basis, right? For example, I'll give you a quick example. Happened today. We have a property that's going to close tomorrow. Buyer did a final walkthrough today and they're backing out, right? So buyer's backing out of the deal and seller's expecting a close tomorrow. This happens. What do you do, right? So 
in those situations, I'm the one that puts out those fires. I'm the one that <clears throat> calls the seller, right? Explains the situation. I'm so sorry, blah, 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 right? Calls the buyer, hardballs the buyer, right? Hey, you can't just back out, blah, 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 blah. What do we got to do? You know, is there a price that you will take it on? You know, like that. Um, so I'm still very involved in when you're, when you're closing 32 deals a month or 34 deals a month we did. That means that in, at a time, like right now we have 90 properties under contract, right? Um, so with that comes headaches, right? With that comes issues, comes problems, comes um, buyers that you don't realize, like my day-to-day -day is, is wholesaling, but it's really just managing a wholesaling team, right? Um, it's coaching the team on what to say to the seller, what to say to the buyer. Um, so that's, that's my next step is, is in increasing the business while working on the business, right? Which is tough to do, right? Cause everybody says, don't work in your business, work on your business. But if you don't work in your business, you're not going to make any money because all you're worried about is like, oh, I got to work on this script and then I got to work on, on this logo and I got to make this business card look pretty and then I got to make my website. And then you're six months and you haven't even closed a freaking deal, right? So like you need to figure out how to work in your business and on your business because in your business is how you're going to generate money. Um, you don't get paid to work on your business, right? Unfortunately, I wish but you don't. So you, that's where the after hours comes in. That's where the early morning weekend meetings comes in, right? That's where the weekends, everybody's off on the weekends. That's when you're planning and, and you're analyzing your business and you're creating the next step on the next role to hire. Um, so that is our biggest challenge is finding time to continue to work on the business while working in the business, because it, these are things that we're figuring out on a daily basis, right? I'm figuring out how to handle 30 closings a month, right? It's not just han handling 30 closings a month is not the same as, as two people handling 15 closings each, right? It's not, it's just different fires. It's different situations. It's, it's quadruple the amount of headaches um, because you're learning, you're creating, you're putting people in place. Now I'm putting, I'm like, I literally need to hire somebody that just QCs my business. Like that's literally like we're at the point where we just need to hire somebody that just looks through every single file and make sure everything is getting done. Right. Um, and pushing every, every deal to, to the next step. It's not about putting out a fire and that deal is just, okay, this deal is here. We got to call this person, right? Because time is money in wholesaling. And you don't realize it, but one to two days without taking action on a property at any point, you, you're, you're losing time and that will ruin the deal, right? You don't realize that. So when I have three disposition guys trying to sell two properties, cool, eat or two properties each, cool, right? But now they're trying to sell six properties each. So now it's like, all right, what do I got to put into place? Do I need to hire more people or do I need to add more technology, add more tools? Um, what do you mean? What do you mean by time kills deals? Can you explain that? 
Yeah. So, I mean, time kills deals where you talk to the seller and they're like, yeah, I'll sell you my property. 50,000 sounds great. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. I'll, I'll send you the contract tomorrow morning. We'll go over it and then we can get this all done. Okay. Perfect. Sounds good. Call them the next morning. Hey, I changed my mind. I don't want to sell anymore. <laughs> you, if, if you should have locked that up right there and then. Yeah. If, if, if you're taking the time to say, okay, cool. I'll do that in a little bit or I'll do it tomorrow. You're done. You're done because that night another wholesaler called them and said, Oh, you're going to sell them for this. I'll give you one. It doesn't have to be any number, any crazy number. Sellers will dump your ass for 500 bucks. You offer them a hundred grand. You build this rapport. It's awesome. And then the next person calls and offers them, Oh, they're giving you a hundred thousand dollars. I'll give you a hundred and one thousand dollars. Okay, send me the contract. Done. 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 Right. So you and it happens every day, right? Because it's it's a small world here in Jacksonville. Um, so we know like every once in a while we know we're compet we're we're competing with this guy on this property because you show up and you see the the other guy's car leave and you're like, oh, they were here. Damn, I gotta come correct or whatever. Right. And we just know one of us is going to get it right. What, they're going to go with somebody. And sometimes they don't go with us and then they go with the other people. Or do you ever do you ever go to lunch or dinner with the other team, with the other with the other wholesalers? And you guys are like, damn, did you get one, two, three Main Street? I know you did. Well, my favorite thing right now that's happening since we're JVing a lot is like we'll go and like um, offer on a property and then we don't get it. And then the wholesaler that did get it calls us to try to sell it. So like, oh, we at the end, we did get it. We did get it. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, yeah. So that's why time kills deals, right? Time Gonzalo. kills deals every single day. Sellers will change their mind two days before closing. I mean, you just, you, you got to get this these things gone, right? Because the last thing you want is a seller talking to a realtor. No offense, Diego, right? Um, if, if Diego gets a, a contract, a, sell, a lady calls him and is like, Diego, I'm thinking about selling my house. I got this offer. It's a cash offer for 170. I think I want to take it. Diego's going to Zillow that property and be like, dude, you need to list this thing with me for 300. I will put it on the market right now. And then they'll be like, okay. And then they'll never call me back. So time yeah. kills deals. Time, time kills deal. deals. And deal. Quickness, quickness to, for, for you to, to take action and lock and lock the deals up. That's for sure. Gonzalo, um, question here. Has there been any, um, has there been at any point, because you started when you were 19, like you're talking to adults, you're hiring people, uh, you are, you're, you're doing a lot of things uh, that potentially not many 20 year olds we, we're we're doing or has had that that experience has have you ever thought about that like oh i'm i'm too young to do this or hey i should be older to to actually be talking and like hiring people that are twice my age stuff like that mm, so no i never really felt that um in in the beginning talking to sellers um Obviously, sellers could tell that I was super young, so I just used the excuse that it was just family money. I just told everybody I had a rich-ass dad, 
It's just, this is the family business. We've been in real estate since my grandpa's time. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to take over the family business and they loved it. Right. They're like, Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that's awesome. Right. Um, yeah. So I just said that in the beginning and I, and I use that all the time. Um, but I never, I never really had the, the limiting belief, luckily, you know, of just being too young. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason is because I was just, I'm just educated, right? I educate myself. I'm smarter than the people that I'm hiring. I'm, I'm smarter in, in, in certain things, right? Um, I'm hiring these people for a reason, right? So um, I, I never really felt that. I, I just knew that I had to, to, to me, like competence wins over age any, mm-hmm. any time. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter what age you are. As soon as you guys start exchanging words, you will know who is more competent than the other. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might not be overall, but it might be in the industry that you're in or in the specific role that you're looking to hire um, or in the specific um, situation and environment that you're in. You can tell who's more competent than than the other person. And once they feel that, and once you start to portray that, doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter how old you are or whatever. Um, so, I mean, just get educated, right? Competence creates confidence and confidence is what overcomes like that thought of, oh, I'm too young oh, I'm too young or whatever, or I don't mm-hmm. know enough. I don't have enough experience in this. Just it's because you're not competent in that the more you know the more confident you'll be in it and then and then and then you're good you'll never have limiting beliefs again it's that easy i love the i love the confidence that you have um i love that you've been doing this for so long i love that you're so young and crushing it in what you're doing um and, and and i love that your your willingness to help i've done an event with you and you've given out more value than i even expected you to give out i mean you gave out your whole business plan to anyone to so that they could redo it right so i think that's super super epic um and i know we probably want to do uh another event like that um i guess uh before we let you go i know we've took up some of your time here but what are what are some final thoughts that you would tell someone that wants to get into wholesaling and really do it full time uh, and and make good money at it clearly like you have. Yes. Yeah, so number one, I, I would say get involved, right? Um, the the kind of like like you said, you know, just being under under the radar, right? Um, as far as like on social media and stuff like that, um, it's it's what you don't you're worried about like pulling lists and marketing this property and all that but you don't realize what you're missing out by not putting yourself out there right um and so what i mean by that is get involved in your in your local real estate um community right every every community has one whether it's a ria or a meetup or a realtor group or whatever like if you're not going to real estate events on a weekly basis, you are not going to maximize your real estate career. Um, you're not going to make the connections that will slingshot your business. You, you don't realize that the few connections that you make 
the few that I have very, I've, I've met hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people and I still do business with probably 30 to 40 people. You know what I mean? Out of the thousands that I've met. So you don't realize that one event, that, that one little lunch that you go to with six people there, the one person that you meet, you will continue to do business with for the rest of your real estate career. And you don't realize how powerful that is. And most people don't go to that lunch because there's only six people there. And I got this to do. Oh, and I'm not going um, I'm just not going to go. I'll go to the next one. Right. And the person that was going to make you a million dollars over the next three years was sitting at that lunch and you just totally missed out. And now you're who knows where you're, what you're going to do now. Right. And then you, there's another event. And then the other person that was going to do this was there and you never met them. Right. And then and then maybe you caught on late. And after two years, you start going to events. And you're like, dude, where have you like I should have met this person two years ago or if you would have been at that event you would have met them two years ago, right? Um, so that's like my biggest piece of advice. Like everybody asks me what makes my business difference or what, you know, in the market and stuff like that is because, dude, I have my own meetup and I've been going to real estate meetup since I was freaking 18 in Jacksonville, right? And I've been showing up every event for the past six years. And because of that, I start teaching classes, I start, you know, getting involved, I start volunteering. Um, and so that has made me really, that has set up my business here locally. Um, and that's why we had a challenge going into outside markets. It's because it was hard to recreate that. It was hard to, to recreate the community that I have in Jacksonville and other markets, not because it isn't there, is because I don't have the time to be at every event in other markets. Um, and that is where you have to sacrifice, right? Because most of the time the events are after hours, right? They're on the weekends, they're late at night, um, they're during family time, they're during dinners, you know? And that's, that's where it's tough, right? And that's where I, luckily I had the opportunity and I, I had the the advantage of being young and the ability to, you know, only live and breathe real estate for like all my early twenties, you know, still till now, you know? Um, so yeah, get, get involved. That's going to really change up everything and you don't realize it. And I didn't realize it until now. Like I'm just realizing now, what has really made my business what it is because people always ask me people always ask me i'm trying to think oh it was hard work oh it was focus oh it was reinvesting in the business oh it was this and and it was all that but the one thing that i never really talk about is how involved i am in my community in the real estate community how well known i walk i walk into a room everybody knows me right i walk into the room people come up to me oh dude i've been i can't wait to i've been waiting to meet you you know like everybody tells me like Go see Gonzalo from Cash Geeks because you got the deals, man. I'm, I'm looking for a flip deal, you know. People will, I'll just get random emails. Yo, somebody gave me your card. They said you're the guy to go to for deals or whatever, right? Um, and that's just because I've shown up for the past six years, every single event, and I'm there. And I'm, and I'm working the event. I'm helping the event. I get there early. I help set up the room. You know, I break down, and this is what I did uh, for years and years and years. And 
yeah so that's one thing that i really don't ever really talk about that much um but i want to put that out there i like that a lot yeah that's some good stuff um diego any last words any last words no i'm very happy that we got to do this learn, learn from him i've been seeing yep. it of course from like the back end uh seeing it from like the moment that he called me back in 2014 it's like diego i'm lost i need to do something else i need to i want to do what you're doing a little bit like see what you're learning and fast forward to years of taking action and of course a sacrifice just like he was saying um but at the end of the day it has paid off and i think it started with a mindset it started connecting with the mentors starting to just showing up even when other people would say no um so yeah i'm just very very happy that we got this opportunity and um yeah cool yeah no i think it's awesome uh gonzalo where can people find out more about you uh where where can people that are interested in wholesaling reach out to you yeah so you can reach out to me on instagram um real gonzalo corzo add me on facebook um i have a facebook group um what's what's the name of the facebook group um cash geeks network cash geeks network and you have uh you have a uh interview every tuesday right yep every tuesday night um except for the second tuesday of every month i have a live meetup on the second tuesday of every month here in jacksonville if anybody's in jacksonville you can come meet me hang out usually have a guest speaker i have a a probate attorney talking at, at the next live meetup that i'm doing um so yeah and if anyone has any deals in Jacksonville, they can reach out to me first and then I'll connect them with you so that I can get some of that, right? Is that kind of how that works? That's exactly it, dude. But first go Felipe, then Diego, then Gonzalo. Because the, right. the, the big bro needs needs a little piece, you know? Got of course. Got of course. <laughs> All right, awesome, Gonzalo. Gonzalo. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show, dude. Honestly, it was, it was a pleasure to have you. Always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. The Rap Race to Buy podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place.